right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll get, get started this evening. Lord, we thank you tonight for the opportunity we have to come and to, um, Father, to sing and to, um, to praise you with our voices. Lord, to sing of, of who you are, to, to sing of, um, Lord, just our thankfulness of you, Lord. That's, it, it's a privilege, it's an honor, uh, Father, to be able to, to do that and to honor you in that way. Lord, we, um, we come tonight, we thank you for the fellowship that we have together as brothers and sisters in Christ. We thank you for the time we have to to learn together. Um, Lord, we are, are thankful for what we've heard uh, about Brian this evening. We pray that uh, he would continue to, to heal, uh, Father, from these procedures that he's had, and uh, Lord, that you would uh, be with him. Father, we do pray for those in Texas and involved in, um, Lord, the shooting there. We pray for, for those who have been impacted. We pray for the families of the victims, Lord. We pray that you would would bring comfort. We, um, Father, we pray for the Hudnall family this this evening, Lord. We pray that you would uh, comfort them as uh, they have lost a loved one. And Father, we pray this evening that you would, Lord, you would come and you would teach us as we begin this study. And we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. All right. Well, we're going to start, we're going to begin a new study tonight, looking at the life of Samson, a um, guy from the Old Testament. This is a study, uh, it's a series of lectures and, and a workbook that's put together by uh, a guy named Dr. Robert Godfrey. Um, he served as a pastor and seminary professor and, and president, and he is also... Uh, he serves as chairman of Ligonier Ministries, so he kind of took over that position from, from the late R.C. Sproul. And, and so we're going to come and, and we want to, to learn from the work that he's done and kind of putting this study together. And, and so what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to kind of take those lectures and, and the workbook and I'm going to summarize them and maybe rearrange some things and, and reword some things in, in a way that that hopefully is, is understandable to you, that's helpful uh, to us here at Flat Creek. So, um, but because I know that we post these on the internet, and I know that there in, in some circles recently there's been quite a bit about um, pastoral plagiarism, I did want to make very clear, this is not my work, I'm, I'm not coming up with this, it's, it's Dr. Godfrey, but I'm presenting it to you, and, and I hope that it will be helpful and edifying and teaching and strengthening us. So, uh, we've spent quite a bit of time during our last study on um, looking at and walking through and understanding the attributes of God. It was called Knowing the Living God. It was written by, by Paul Washer, and it was a, a very doctrinal study, full of, of Scripture, and, and we walked through that together and, and ended with the work of the Trinity in the salvation of mankind. And so I thought it might be a good change of of pace somewhat, something very different to go and then look at the study of the life of Samson from the Old Testament. So tonight we want to uh, begin with an introduction to this 
study. And the first aspect of this study that, that we're going to see and, and look out together, uh, we're going to call it the, the riddle of Samson. Riddle of Samson. And it's appropriate because we know that in Judges 14, a riddle actually plays a, a part in the story of Samson. But also, Samson himself, just in his person, is a riddle. Like, he's hard to figure out. Um, it, it was interesting to me that, that Dr. Godfrey tells of the time that he became, became interested in developing and writing this, this study. And it was um, when there was an, actually an opera on the life of Samson. And he and his wife went to see this. And, and what happened was the conductor of the opera had gotten a local rabbi to write a small article in the program about Samson and, and who he was. And um, in that, that small article in the program, the rabbi said that um, this story of Samson is never read in the synagogue. Never. It is never read in the synagogue. Um, and it's never read because Samson is not regarded as a virtuous or a holy man. And his life uh, is not re- his life is um, not seen as a story that's inspiring to a life of faith and obedience. And so it's not read out loud in public worship. And uh, then Dr. Godfrey points out that the, um, the author of Hebrews saw the person of Samson in a very, very different way because um, writes in chapter 11, he's talking about those of faith in the Old Testament. He says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David uh, and Samuel and the prophets who through faith con- conquered kingdoms enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. And then in verse 39, it says that these were commended through their faith. Or the New King James says they obtained a good testimony through their faith. Very interesting thing that we see here. And so we all know... Um, if we have spent any time in church, if we grew up in church, especially we've um, Sunday school and things like that, we, we know that there is much in the story of Samson that we don't want to emulate, right? That we don't want to copy. Um, we know of his failures, his shortcomings, and disobedience. And yet there's something there to his life in faith. And so... Um, Kind of following with this, John Updike actually wrote that Samson is one of those enigmatic brutes of the Old Testament. Um, so he's, he's an enigma. Um, he's a mystery, right? He, it's cryptic. It's obscure. How we are to understand this man from the Old Testament. It's hard to figure out. So... We're going to look at this together, and as we, we work our way through the life of Samson, we're going to see a couple of things. Um, one aspect that we're going to see as we work through the story of Samson, of Samson is we're going to see um, 
spiritual failures to avoid. We're going to see um, some of the things that, that Samson did, and we're going to, going to learn to, to not go there and not do that. And, and certainly there are truths that we, we glean from you know, observing the decisions that Samson made, the, the actions that he took, um, to, to teach us to not fail spiritually in the areas where he did. Right? Samson was a man. He was, he was a human being just like the rest of us. And, um, and so we can learn things from him. As a matter of fact, John Milton wrote this, Samson is a mirror of our fickle state. So in a way, reading the story of Samson, it shows us who we are. It's like looking into a mirror. It shows us how fickle or how inconsistent or untrustworthy or, or changing or unstable we are. And so it leads us to ask questions about ourselves like what do we learn about ourselves through through this story what what warnings come to us about who we are as we look at this and we we want to make application of these things to ourselves and um it's it's a good thing to do it's an important aspect of studying the scriptures but we also know that scripture must be more than this right scripture's more than uh, a set of moral warnings or a set of moral principles to live by. We can find that in a bunch of different places, right? We can go to Aesop's fables or to find that. So there's something more. There's another crucial aspect of, of looking at the book of Judges in the Old Testament, and that is that it points us to Christ. It points us to Christ. And one of, if not, if not the main point of the book of Judges is to describe to us the spiritual decline of the people of Israel. That's what we see. Um, God, uh, people of Israel need someone to lead them, so God appoints judges for the people. It's God's idea, right? It's His design to do this. And these judges are to have spiritual maturity. They're to be able to discern and and to decide and to lead the people. They're to model obedience to the law of God. And so God appoints them. And it starts out strong. It's interesting when we look at the book of Judges as a whole, it starts out strong, but then as the history of Judges unfolds, these Judges get spiritually weaker and weaker as we go through the book. And at the end, we get to Judges 19. And we see one of the most graphic, one of the most grotesque, um, just vile accounts in all of Scripture of the Levite and his concubine. And so what we see in this is that a a human judge to lead the people of Israel is not enough. Not just to have a judge, they need a perfect judge to lead them. They need a perfect prophet to speak the word of God to them. And this leads us to the perfect judge 
and the perfect prophet of the Son of God in human flesh, Jesus. And so we start to look at this and we ask, how are we going to see these things? How is this, how is this going to come about as we work through this study? And it all starts, we've said this quite a bit here at Flat Creek, it starts by seeing the text in context. Um, the story of Samson is found in Judges 13 to 16. So, four chapters of the Bible. And the mindset that we want to have, and the view that we want to have of these four chapters, is that they're part of a grand narrative of Scripture. There's this overarching story that God is telling of the redemption of His people that runs all the way from Genesis to Revelation. So in a very real way, we want to see the Bible not as a, not as a collection of 66 separate books, but rather we want to see the Bible as one big book with one great story of redemption. All of the parts and pieces are they're intricately and they're purposefully connected together and we can look and study those connections from one end to the other. And so um, we want to avoid viewing the Bible as, as Dr. Godfrey puts it as a, a magical book or, or treating the Bible in some kind of mystical way where a lot of people you may have heard something like they they open the bible up and wherever it lands they read a verse or two uh, without really considering the context of the passage and they make those those verses their verses for the day and they they go their way and um are, are doing something similar to that and actually dr godfrey gives an example uh of how um dangerous this can be and he says, um, he gives his example, imagine opening your Bible and finding the verse, Judas departed and went out and hanged himself. And you say, that's not very helpful for my day. So I'm going to try it again. And you open it up and you find Jesus saying, go you and do likewise. Not helpful, right? Uh, of course, that. That's an extreme, an absurd example, but it makes the point. It's a very dangerous thing to do. That's why we preach and teach expositionally. We go through an entire book. We get considered the context around what we're preaching and teaching. And so um, we don't want to treat the Bible this way and, and, and the story of Samson this way. And, and it really makes sense to, to view the Bible is just one great story from beginning to end because, I mean, think about all the other things that we read, right? We, we don't take, you know, we wouldn't take a novel or something like that and open it three quarters of the way through and read a sentence or two and think we understand what's going on. We, we don't do that. We, we wouldn't go to an email and, you know, and go halfway down and, and read the third sentence in the second paragraph. And in, in books and emails, we read from beginning to end, and that's how we want to read our Bible, understanding this grand narrative. And so um, we're going to do that. We're going to look, kind of span out a little bit from the story of Samson in chapters 13 to 16 and uh, consider the book of Judges kind of as a whole. Uh, there is some debate 
among scholars about the exact number of judges and who's a judge and who's not. But uh, Dr. Godfrey sees 12 judges. 12 judges in the book of Judges, starting with Othniel and going through to Samson. Um, some of these judges we know we're told very little about. Um, the one that we're actually told the most about, or the, the judge that, that takes up the most space in the book of Judges, is Samson. We're told the most about him. The next longest story is that of Gideon. And so we're told quite a bit about these. But then, on the other hand, uh, for example, with Judges 9 through 11, um, Ibzan, Elon, and Abdon, uh, those three judges take up eight verses of the book. So it goes through it very quickly. So it's incredibly interesting to see which judges God has, has chosen to give us this more information about. It's also important for us to, to keep in mind and to understand that uh, the book of Judges is not intended to be an exhaustive record of everything that happened in, in the history of Israel from Joshua to Saul. Right? That's not what it is. We're not just reading uh, about historical events or about people or about the life of Israel during this time period. It's, um, it's not the... Dr. Godfrey says that, you know, if you're looking for an exhaustive running list of, of facts and dates throughout this historical period, then the, the book of Judges isn't for you. Um, it, it's not the primary focus of what's going on. And if this, that's the case, then God has a specific purpose for giving us the facts and the people and dates that he does in this book. And as we've, we've mentioned, as as Dr. Godfrey puts it in this study, um, these stories that we have are uh, of these particular judges and the facts that are in, included in the book of Judges are kind of like snapshots of, of Israel's spiritual decline. Like we said, it, it starts off positive and strong with, with Othniel to, to Deborah. And then... Um, with, with Gideon, it, Gideon, it starts to kind of vacillate a little bit. And then, um, then beginning with Tola and, and all the way to Samson, it's just a downward trajectory. Um, we see this continual moral and spiritual decline throughout the rest of the book of the people of Israel. And it's interesting as we look and read through the book to note the the consequences of this decline. We see that there's a general growing of suffering among the people of Israel. We see that Israel's minor judges, they rule less and less time. It becomes shorter. And, um, and also the families of these judges start, start to shrink and all of these things are kind of indicative of, of the judgment of God or a removal of blessing of the Lord. And so... Um, Again, this, the big takeaway is that God appointed these judges to save and deliver His people. They're to lead 
they were to guide, to, to be an example to the people of Israel. But by the time we get to the last judge, Samson, we see that he's not leading. He's not being an example to the people. Rather, he's just like the people that he is to lead. And so, by the end of the book, we get this, this refrain that we see that says, In those days there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And so next time we'll, we'll come back and we'll continue to look at this context of the book of Judges and the story of Samuel uh, within of Samuel of Samson uh, within it. So let's pray together. Father, we we thank you for an opportunity to start a new study together. We thank you for Dr. Godfrey who has, has put this together and um, Father the, the chance that we have to learn and to grow uh, together as a congregation. And Lord we just pray that you would would teach us, Lord, and transform us uh, through your Spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you.